Hey, B. Yeah. Are you still in on the intro music? Yeah, I fuck with it. Good. It was expensive. It just, it, <laughs> it, I just don't know if it matches the, the vibe of the show. It seems to me more like the climax of like a Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez movie in the late nineties when she was at her peak, early two thousands. When she's about to get married. What's that Jennifer Lopez movie? The Wedding Planner? <laughs> I like mean, that. when I think of like that type of movie, I don't think of J-Lo. Listen, man, The Wedding Planner just popped in my head. I, I saw something with Matthew McConaughey last night, so The Wedding Planner was on my mind. I'm just going to assume that he was in the movie as well. Oh, was it that show after The Bachelor? Yeah, hell yeah. Did you watch <laughs> that, that? That crazy shit after The Bachelor? Are you kidding me? Okay, let's bring on these people that are like way too into and stalkerish of famous people and and let them meet so then they love them even more and actually build into a stalker type relationship that they're going to eventually have to get some sort of lawsuit and uh restraining order involved how did that show get greenlit i don't <laughs> was that a show it was very weird how did they get such big names the names are Aaron huge rogers freaking uh kim kardashian eh? kim, kim kardashian, kardashian the biggest celebrity in the world didn't <laughs> she just had a run-in with some robbers why is this something that crazy show i gave it a shot <laughs> if i gave it a shot i mean i watched it all obviously the national championship the college football national championship was on last night so had him split screen dual tv's course for a while you think okay bachelor's over time to turn off you know abc you got nothing you got no business here rim Nah, man i watched I watched a big fan. <laughs> it had the national championship on silent for a while on the side of the smaller <laughs> split screen. Not my proudest moment as a man and a college football fan. Okay. Hey, welcome to the Rosecast, formerly the 26th ranked television and film podcast on the iTunes charts. No big deal. Maybe you heard of iTunes. Yeah. That's right, AB. For a few thrilling hours on Saturday afternoon, Rosecast Nation came through. Came through big. Wow. They went nuts with the subscriptions and the five-star ratings and the, the glowing reviews. And to those people, we say thank you. What do we say to the people that haven't, Rim? I'll get there. You know that's where I'm going <laughs> next. We've been down this road. Not everyone came through quite like that, AB. Some of y'all, and I don't want to name names, some of y'all stayed on the sidelines when the boys were carrying the top 26 crown, top 26 in the category trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm not going to name names, but if you did not, if if you are listening and you didn't suffocate the subscribe button that day and leave a review, not going to name names, but I am talking to you specifically. (laughs) Right. Oh, who cares? Ruben AB. It doesn't mean anything. It sure as shit does. You think you think Meat Sweats Chad wants to come on an unranked podcast with a sick logo? Is that what you think? Or do you think he <laughs> wants to hit up a top 10 TV podcast in the world, folks? Okay, use your head. <laughs> FYI, we're out of the rankings now. Precipitous drop. <laughs> For two days, every hour, just dropping 10, 12 spots just, while the competitors just stayed where they're at. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they did that. But they kicked us out. Because of you, because you didn't subscribe. So that's on you for not subscribing and telling your parents and friends and mom and her sisters to subscribe either. That's on you. AB, let's get into it. The first real episode of the season. That's what I call it. The premiere episode of every season is is Fantasyland. All the shit's going on. You get a little taste of each girl. 
those are obviously always the best episodes. So, AB, the first group date of the season. You got to love it. I have a list of people here of who went on the group date. We got Corinne, Vanessa, Alexis, Haley, Lacey, Brittany, Jasmine, Elizabeth W., and someone named Raymond. I wrote down the word Raymond. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, Raven. 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 <laughs> Raymond. Like, yeah, I wrote down Raymond without a D, like the like the old Super Nintendo game. Raymond. I don't know. All right, Raven. Next, all right. Did I miss anybody? It doesn't matter. Only two people mattered on this group date. AB, why don't you give us a little back? What was this group date? And as a Bachelor vet, I mean, were you a fan of this? This seemed kind of bizarre to me, but I want to—I always defer to you in these situations. First group date was number one. So Chris Harrison comes in, gives him the first date card. Best job in the world. I can't—I can't reiterate who how good of a job Chris Harrison has. He walks in, cash as fuck, like oh, yeah. unbuttoned shirt, not dressed up. Says like two lines. Do you think that Chris Harrison? Gets a massage every day while he's. <laughs> I would say one hundred percent. He goes in here, says his two lines, gives him a fucking date card, dips out back to the mansion that it's paid for for this the month or two that he's on this show, and gets massages and sips on mimosas like my man Chad said. Uh, anyway, so he he gives him the date card, gives it to him. They drive off on their own so there's four whips sitting outside that was that was funny to me when the girls walk outside and there's three like teal light teal buicks and they're like oh look at the oh, whip I'm like, what the fuck is a buick rendezvous who gives a shit <laughs> some of these aren't even convertibles they're just car you're just driving sedans to the date yeah they go they drive off to the date one thing I found interesting, Raven hopped in. I was trying to pick. I was trying to see who was going to drive the cars because that's uh, that was big for me. Them. But the only person they really showed was Raven, the mud runner, <laughs> hopped in the front <laughs> seat, dipped out. They go to this date. It's a wedding photos date. Rim. They're taking wedding photos. Is that is this new? Has this been done before? Not that I've seen. I mean, they've had wedding type stuff before. Too early, wouldn't you say? This is the first, literally the first yeah, date of the this, season. This seems a little too early, and I mean, I guess it was good. It worked out. They got some juice from it. There was good stuff on it. At least it was, like, funny, and I put that in quotes because there weren't many funny outfits, but it was, like, wacky photos and not, like, yeah. okay, everyone get in actual wedding, wedding dresses outfits. and take yeah. photos. Yeah, thank God it was that. Um, a big shocker, A.B., Corinne's never been a bridesmaid. Who would have who thought that? <laughs> who would have thought she has no friends? Yeah, who would have thought the biggest bitch in the game <laughs> isn't close with any of the people that she considers close friends? She's probably going to have, she's going to be one of those girls with 18 or 19 bridesmaids in her wedding. Um, mostly because that's more people she can put down on her big day. But yeah, never been a bridesmaid. So no big deal. Can we agree that being placed in, into a bridesmaid's dress for this uh, date? was devastating like you aren't going to win if if he puts you in a bridesmaid's dress it was basically like the first or second day of basketball practice in middle school and they separate you into two teams and they don't tell you that one team is the a team and one team is the b team <laughs> but all the kids know I mean, it's pretty obvious yeah. that because the worst player on the a team would would dominate on the b team everyone knows that so it's kind of like <laughs> for me ab the star who do you who do you think i thought was the star of this group date um, Corinne. I mean, who else would it be? Eh. 
Franco Costa, the photographer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I when I saw him, number one, he was wearing like a romper, a dude romper. <laughs> Listen, before before you start to roast him, I just want to say that I'm I roasted would, him. I would kill to have the legs and bod to wear that outfit. <laughs> yeah, it looked kind of like a romper. It looked, his the print was amazing. It looked like he print just got amazing. It looks like he just got done competing in some sort of slime based challenge on <laughs> Wild and Crazy Kids. It was that all was over the place. Junior outfit. No, I I'm not roasting Franco. I I have in my notes here that I wish Franco was the Bachelor instead of that's Nick. what I put. Franco he was, was electric. The <laughs> Franco was electric. He came out with a. If you're rocking a romper like that and you're killing it with that flower print and you got those shades on, you're killing looking Hollywood as shit. Make fun of dudes if you want for wearing short shorts and tight shirts and like Franco shit. That's what I'm gonna call that kind of style now. It's sure. Franco shit, and that's what I want to <laughs> emulate my life after. I just want to say anybody who sees that and is like, "Oh, f- what's wrong with this guy? Fuck this guy." Franco looked way better than every male viewer in America that night, and you Franco wish so you, good. you wish you could rock a romper, a multicolored paint splatter romper like Franco did. Franco, <laughs> Franco was the star of the evening, in my opinion. He didn't get nearly enough camera time. Hundred percent agree. He wouldn't be out here mumbling like Nick if he was the Bachelor. I'm gonna. I'm just going to judge Nick based on if I think he'd do it better than Franco from the rest of the season on. You know, just I like that running through the rest of the episode with my mind. Nothing Nick did was superior to what Franco would have done. <laughs> I love Franco. The rest of the season is probably going to be trash because we're just going to be thinking about Franco. Um, but anyway, AB, first, like you mentioned, first real competition, in quotes, the girls have been in. The the cause came out uh, based on simply what what outfit they were assigned. Girls felt inferior to others. Girls felt Absolutely. superior to others. My girl, Brittany, who I had completely written off after the first episode, uh, was assigned just a bottom, just a leaf for the bottom. <laughs> no top. Hey, uh, uh, Nick, you mind not forcing people to go topless? Is that okay? I don't, I don't blame. I don't think Nick picked the outfits here, AB. Pump the brakes. If anything, it was our boy, Franco, who was like, oh, <laughs> Miss Brittany, please. Here is a leaf. Be gone. Do with what you will. Yeah, the hyper, the, the competitive juices were flowing. The alpha dogs came out, and obviously Corinne exploded onto the scene. There were some who wanted to take this challenge a little too seriously, I thought, which was kind of a little weird. Like, have, my, have some fun with it, you know, gang? Taylor in particular. <laughs> Taylor in particular was... Rim, she's your classic bachelor girl that thinks she has a way better connection than she actually does. It's like, <laughs> chill out, Taylor. You number one, you're not going to win. You stink, and you. I think she's kind of annoying. Well, that comes into play more of the group day during the evening when she thinks. I think her quote was, "Me and Nick just have really intellectual conversations." She used the word intellectual, which with Nick is uh, oxymoron. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you didn't have an intellectual cut. Co- you weren't talking about like Keynesian economics. You were basically just like, hey, you know, I really like relationships. And he's like, cool, cool. And then they made out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're still in the shallow end, honey bear. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Corinne, though, getting mad and drunk. That's kind of the theme of this episode and probably will be for the next few episodes. AB, the moment I knew her top was coming off, the moment I knew that... Sh- she was going to expose her breasts was when she said, already I'm so into Nick. We had such a spark night one. Girl, relax a little bit. Okay. 
29 other females here. What do you got on Corinne? What what an amazing bachelor scene. Think about just just place it. Look at look at it from the outside room. 10 girls are there watching and they're all his girlfriend. In front of them, like 10 feet in front of them while they're all watching, you expose yourself and then have him grab your breasts right in front of them. And she forced him to force a strong word because Nick was into it as well. If there were any other, if it were Ben Higgins, I'd be like, I can't believe she made Ben do that. Yeah. But it's Nick. So you're just like, Nick was kind of, probably told her to do it. Frankly, (laughs) guzzball. The thing, AB, for me though, the Corinne was, that, that shock was blunted by the fact that Britney's outfit simply didn't have any. They didn't show that on the previews. They showed Corinne on the previews doing this shocking thing. But for me, it's like, okay, well, that just makes two of you. You know what I mean? It wasn't this out of left field thing. It was eh. like the natural one up from the, and excuse the Bill Simmons term here, but from the alpha dog of the group. True. But there was, there was a difference. The girl, uh, what's her name? Brittany? So Brittany was, Brittany was topless. But they also put gave her like hair extensions to completely be covering at all. Look times. at you! Look at you! Right? I, 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 I couldn't see anything there. Hair extensions first taped <laughs> and taped to the breast. Period. Listen, AB, I'm so embarrassed for not noticing that because <laughs> I I identified Brittany as my favorite early in the season. Partially because of her short, like, short I'm, too, hair. I'm too busy to, like, do all my hair for an hour and a half every day. She's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I got to run a half marathon before work today, so that's why my hair is so short. And then, come time for this, what you just pointed out, to my embarrassment, yeah. they gave her hair expense. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, what she's covered. They? Fully covered. Get your head out of the gutter, Ren. <laughs> um, Corinne did sum it up, though. When, now, she said I had him do the Janet Jackson move. Uh, no, I, that's not the I'm Janet gonna, Jackson move. That's not the Janet Jackson move. Okay, <laughs> that's say. not what Justin Timberlake that's not did. What that was. Let's just I get that straight. No, I, I, it, it took me a second. I'm like, is my memory gone here? What, what did is she talking Timberlake about? Grab her bare breasts on, te- no, on the Super Bowl. I had to think, and I thought, okay, this is one of two things, and neither of which are Janet Jackson. Number one, I, I feel like maybe Madonna did this at some point. Maybe. Number two, I'm pretty sure it's a Dennis Rodman Carmen Electra move. Is that the case? <laughs> sounds right. That sounds right. I feel like that was my first instinct. Like, nah, this is a Dennis Rodman cover of a co-autobiography with Carmen Electra type move. <laughs> Definitely wasn't Janet Jackson. That was nowhere on the stratosphere. The one thing you got to remember is we're old. So people in their early 20s, she doesn't even know what the Janet Jackson thing was. Like, what was she, like six when that shit yeah. happened? There's no way she remembers. Uh, I believe that was 2003, maybe 2002, something like that, Super yeah. Bowl. Um, yeah. The live TV's been on a 12-second delay for 15 years because <laughs> of that. And yeah, she might have been six years old. You're right. Uh, but she did come with this money quote. I didn't go into this photo shoot with no clothes. This is how she separated herself from Britney. Like, Britney cheated somehow. I didn't go into this photo shoot with no clothes. I was actually brave enough to go in with clothes and take them off. That is some Donald Trump level spin zone, AB. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can go. Well, actually, I'm the best competitor here because I was brave, brave enough to expose your breasts to the man you met two days ago. I'd say it's been two days. Would you say it's been two days? Two days. Maybe one. Two days. Two days maximum. Two days. I mean, this might be the night after the first roast ceremony. It could be, it could be one day. Off. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Listen, Rim, I kept I kept a drink uh drink counter oh, of the first day because I noticed these girls were slugging them back throughout mm-hmm. the day, which you kind of talked about earlier with Corinne and she got blasted. So they started out with some mimosas and champagne in the early day, slugging down champagne like some Rim and AB would do if a bottle of rum came in the in the picture. They then move to Moscow Mules in the, in the mid-afternoon. They're slugging those back. Then some more wine and champagne before all that's done. This is, these are 100-pound these are girls here we're talking, Rim. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Then they on the nightcap, they're all slugging back wine. It's a miracle any of these girls made it through this day. I'm shocked. They, Corinne in particular, always had a different drink in her hand every single scene, and she was this. She was on constantly throughout the episode. Let's jump ahead. The day after, the morning after this group date, Corinne... She's drinking again. She's drinking again, and she's talking to... <laughs> I don't know who she's talking to. A, a girl whose name it's doesn't the, matter. It's she, the girl she's got kind of... It's, it's the girl that she, is kind of in her mean girl clique. She's the only <laughs> one that's really befriended her. It's that Lacey girl, Rim. Yep, Lacey. That's it. Yep, anyway, Lacey. Well, they the the camera's going back and forth between Lacey and Corinne the morning after this group date, and Lacey's like, you know, all proper dressed up, and she's having champagne too, probably just to fit in with the big bully Corinne. <laughs> the big bully. Corinne looks like she got f- dropped from an airplane, <laughs> and she landed on a, in front of a moving bus. Corinne, and she's slugging down the champagne. I don't know how she did it. I don't know how she's doing it. Girl's a tank. No, she's not. She. She couldn't handle any of it. It's not like she was just pounding it back and like <laughs> soldiering true. on. She was she was blacked out. I bet she saw this episode and legitimately didn't remember things that she did during the episode. I was just very impressed by the drinking in a whole. If I'm day drinking and morning drinking like that, you think I'm going to make it till the nighttime part? No, I'm either going to have to take a nap or you're going to have to take me home. <laughs> the two options there's no chance i'm gonna be at that nighttime date with nick i can attest to that uh you've never made it through a cab ride home to from the bars you're you are the biggest cab sleeper of all time (laughs) all that said corinne won the challenge oh yeah in quotes uh i don't know what the prize was frankly i don't care they got to take they so they got to take more when she won they got to take more pictures as a couple in front of everybody and make out again nice um ab producer pick corinne to win that challenge producer pick of corinne winning that yeah challenge? i think so mm-hmm. good call i mean it wasn't i'm not really going out on a limb there but <laughs> It's either a producer pick or Nick's not in it for the right reasons. <laughs> Those are really the two options. All right, AB. Um, this is where my notes get a little chaotic. So if you've enjoyed the Rimcast or the Rosecast, excuse me, shout out to the Rimcast. Now's the time where we want you to hit pause and then go rate it and review it because it's, it might get worse because my notes are a little more out of, <laughs> out of line here. So AB, let's gloss over the evening part of this date. Again, it's Corinne versus Taylor. This is when Corinne really... I mean, I think she did eye shots off camera. Have you heard of these kids? <laughs> <laughs> you take alcohol and like put it in your palm and just like shove it in your eye. Um, Listen, the girl was blacked out from the beginning of the night to the finish. She does not remember the night. There's no way she does. No, no, not a chance. Uh, 
Oh, we, we didn't mention this during the day, but it, it carried on through the night. Nick kissed, I think, every single one of these. The kisses were... Listen, Rim, I got a kiss counter. You want, you want the kiss counter? Give me the kiss counter! You want the kiss counter? <laughs> All right. <laughs> let me run, it, run through it for you. We got number this one, Jasmine. First kiss of the day. Number two, he kissed some random blonde girl. I, honest to God, no clue who she is. No Might clue. Might be Elizabeth. That Elizabeth girl is really quiet. Um, is Elizabeth on the show still? Honestly, I think she is. I think she is. So it might have been her. No clue. It might have just been a random person there. Number three. It's within the realm of possibility. <laughs> number three was Daniel. Or Danielle, I mean. Whoa, Daniel's slipping in. <laughs> <laughs> number, number three was Danielle. L. Um, yep. Kissed during the photo shoot. Full makeout with the other bridesmaids standing right there. Number four, was that bridesmaid that watched them kiss immediately after? Lacey, they kissed. Number it's five. A, it's a conga line of making out. It's a, it was, I've never seen anything like this. Number five was Brittany, kissed during the photo shoot. No big deal. No big Number deal. six was Corinne in the pool. Uh, <laughs> just attacked him with kisses. Number seven was another kiss from Corinne on her second photo shoot. Yep. Number eight was another kiss from Corinne on a on a another session, and I'm not counting this, like double kisses in the same scene either. These are all oh, separate no, no. scenes, much different times. Number nine is a second kiss from Jasmine during the night date. Mm. Uh, number ten, we got Lacey, another second kiss of the group date. Uh, Eleven, Corinne. This is, I lost count of how many kisses she's had. This is after she stole, stole time from someone. Uh, AB, speaking of that kiss, Nick reciprocated in an even more aggressive manner mm -hmm. than Kim or than Corinne yeah. came in. So that's when you knew, okay, that's the first hint of like, oh, Nick's still the same scuzzball that everybody told me about before. <laughs> and then <laughs> he went full gaping mouth kiss. <laughs> and then number 12, the final kiss of the, of the episode. Um, was Danielle on her date? That was AB's kiss counter presented it's by 12... Kate <laughs> Double Down. Um. <laughs> if you lost count, that's 12 kiss sessions with seven different girls. <laughs> zero, zero, what's even more uh, crazy is zero kisses for the true B squad, which was the group date number two. Zero kisses for that entire group. Well, was there a night date for that? Yeah, there was. Room. Oh, well, we haven't seen the rest of that night date yet, but I'll tell you what, if those who watch the episode, there's not going to be any kisses on this date. Zero <laughs> kisses. They had 12 <laughs> kisses throughout the, uh, throughout the episode and none for the last 10. <laughs> I was joking with the A and B team, but that was legit That's, A and B team. <laughs> the B squad is the second group date. That's the, all the people that he wants to get rid of, but can't yet. Um, okay, well... We're going deep on this first portion of the pod, so let's gloss. Thank you for the the kiss counter, AB. That was I got you. That was enormously entertaining and helpful, <laughs> in my opinion. I don't know if other people. I mean, you might be the only person to have literally counted the kisses from yeah, last night's it. episode. Listen, 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 the guy was kissing everybody. I had to start taking note. <laughs> Can't let him get away with this. Seven girls. Unbelievable. Kidding me? Unbelievable. AB. Taylor versus Corinne on this night group date. First Corinne, or, well, I can't even get it straight. Taylor is with 
Nick one-on-one situation where she talks about her intellectual bullshit. I'm not buying it, honey. You're 23. Go to the school of hard knocks. Go to the graduate school of real life, okay? <laughs> and then come at me with your degrees. I'm not impressed. She did go to Johns Hopkins, though. Uh, she Very did go to impressive. Johns Hopkins while I was watching Robin Big reruns in 2009. <laughs> so, <laughs> Obviously, evening portions of Bachelor group dates, as everyone knows by now, always take place on a, a rooftop, but not a super high rooftop, a mid-level rooftop. Um, with with some separate like cabana private areas, and also the girls gather around one of those fake fireplaces, maybe real, with a gas with a line of gas mm-hmm, fireplace mm-hmm. popping up, and there's it's in rocks, and there's got glass around it. So, Ab, yeah. give me your thoughts on the ta- <laughs> the Taylor versus Corinne feud that boiled over. Uh, with some one-on-one time interrupted by some one-on-one time interrupted by some one-on-one time. Listen, what it comes down to is you had a super blacked-out girl and just an annoying girl who neither one of she couldn't let it go. Neither of them could let it go. Corinne, because she was blacked-out drunk, and the other girl, because she's just an, an annoying girl. Just couldn't let it go. So you had this person, this blacked-out person, trying to reason with this other person it's just a bad situation there. Neither of them are going to walk away. Taylor was interrupted by Corinne. And then Corinne, or excuse me, I can't even wrap my head around. I put my head in a pretzel every time I talk. Taylor about was talking to Nick. Corinne then walks up. And this was like the th- third time she stepped in on someone. But can I steal him for a second? No big deal. She sure. just needs a, something urgent came up and they need to talk. <laughs> you understand. <laughs> Under, obviously, Taylor, you can understand. She had something she needed to talk to him about. Sure. <laughs> Corinne starts making out with him. Whatever does what she always does. Taylor then <laughs> swoops in. For the unprecedented. Can I steal you back? Never seen that before. I've <laughs> never say- seen that. <laughs> Never. Corinne, I mean, the oxygen left her body all at once. She goes, <gasps> she was stunned. And then, of course, she goes and complains to the girls, none of whom like her. Corinne, I don't know if you know that, Corinne. None of, nobody likes you. Uh, she says, she interrupted me, which I think is very rude. <laughs> AB, this evening group date, aside from Nick just making out with these girls, I noticed that he made legitimately no connections with any of them. He was just, he's so dumb and drunk that he just kind of sat there while they told him how great he was. And <laughs> he, he was, was so like, drunk. He was just like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like, Nick was, oh, so- I don't know if you noticed, Nick was so drunk that by the end, he just had his shirt off. He just had his undershirt <laughs> on by the end. <laughs> he took off whatever like button down he was wearing when he was just rocking a V-neck undershirt. <laughs> Just got a little more comfortable. I just remember girls would be like, oh, my God, I know this, this, and this about you, and here's why I'm okay with your Bachelor in Paradise, and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, yeah, so, like, like, where are you from? (laughs) (laughs) He did say that. And then some girl interrupts him, and that's it. So he, like, figured out that Alexis was from New Jersey, and that's all they know about each other at this point. Well, every the problem was, Rim, and this isn't all Nick's fault. Literally every single time he was going to get into an actual conversation with someone, he would come correct in to make out with them folks rim and ab are gonna be nick apologists okay we we're gonna <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna rip him to shreds and then the other one's gonna go okay yeah but it's not his fault really when you really think about it it's, not, about it, it's not really there was one good conversation i thought him and raven who i think is now like a underdog sleeper 
What did they? T- I don't even remember that. They just had a good conversation about life and uh, past relationships and where she's from, and no one interrupted. It was basically what made it good. <laughs> <laughs> but but was it intellectually stimulating? Like Taylor's conversation with Nick Ab. I don't know if you know this, but Taylor has a bunch of degrees. Um, I've heard. I have a bunch of exclamation points here, exclamation marks, uh, and then I have Corinne gets the group day rose. AB, stunner of all stunners, not really in hindsight. Were you surprised by Corinne getting the group day rose, or was this another producer pick? I, I, was, I was a little surprised by this. Um, usually, when there's a girl that's being the most aggressive girl in terms of kissing, in girl or guy, in terms of getting physical with the bachelor or bachelorette, usually they're not the ones who get the rose. And then they're all pissed because they they put out and they didn't get the rose for it. AB, you're like Hubie Brown of the bachelor bachelorette. <laughs> just an analyst with decades of experience who approaches it at such a knowledge. level. You just, you just drop knowledge and I'm like, everything you say, I'm like, yeah, man, that's right. How come I didn't think of it? It's so right. But it's that's true. what makes me think Nick is way different than any bachelor we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, he's a scuzzball. He's a straight up scuzzball. <laughs> um, let's, let's break this down. So after Corinne gets the group date rose, uh, after acting like an idiot and downing what AB would guess is the equivalent of a handle of alcohol, <laughs> Nick gives the group date rose to Corinne. That's one kind of black mark against him. If you're one of the other girls, number two, and we, you know, the truth was going to come out about this later, but he kept Liz after the initial rose ceremony, which they're going to find out about eventually. Okay, so if you find out those two things. And you still stay on the show. Says a lot more about you than it does about Nick. We already, <laughs> we already know, Nick. The writing's on the wall with this guy. But if you are willing to forgive him, this is, again, oh, and another thing. This is the fourth time he's been on a dating show on ABC. <laughs> so I mean, what else do you need to know about Nick? All excellent points. Let me tell you my favorite part of the entire episode. Let's hear it. After Karim gets the rose, all the girls are sitting around. Nick's left dips out after he makes the terrible decision to give Corinne the rose. He immediately leaves the area. Corinne's just <laughs> sitting there. She goes, I'm so happy right in front of all these girls. I feel really good about getting this rose. She's just talking to herself at this point while all the other girls are completely dejected, heads down. She goes, guys, I was just myself. I was just Corinne. <laughs> XOXO, gossip girl. <laughs> fuck you talking about i didn't even know what that meant you probably know what that means what the fuck are you talking about she was so drunk at this point be a little humble about just being the bad bitch that got the rose at this point just be just shut up let these girls you don't need to say anything get the girl to the hospital fucking pump her stomach Listen, if listen, every time I've seen a girl say XOXO when they've been Gossip drinking, girl. every time I've seen a drunk girl say XOXO, they can't open their eyes. Their eyelids are more than halfway down their eyeballs. There's never a, like a, a girl who's like sharp and on top of things who goes XOXO. Like you're fucked up. All right. Get, get this girl to the hospital, period. Wow, what a moment. She also, as as all villains do at some point, they draw you back in with something that you inevitably agree with, which is, listen, if you came here and didn't can't handle getting interrupted, like, what are you even doing here? It's like, <laughs> hey, 
The girl's got a point. Girl makes a, girl makes a point here. Can't handle, you know, the ruthlessness of group dates. Fucking kick rocks, period. <laughs> Should we talk about Danielle M's one-on-one day, A.B.? What do you want to talk about? How boring it was or oh, how boring whoa. she is? Wow, the vitriol coming through the screen. <laughs> Put me to sleep. <laughs> I, I did try to, like, jot down some notes about her date, the day date. The most exciting part was that they landed a helicopter on a yacht. That was pretty cool, but I don't cool. remember that they didn't show them talking or anything. I mean, it was just the most bachelor date of all time. It was the most bachelor bachelor date of all time. And at everything, you're going to ride a helicopter. You're going to get into a hot tub. You're then going to go to dinner. Um, you're then going to ride a carousel. I mean, it's textbook bachelor date. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. <laughs> A.B., Obviously, office bracket pool manager goes without saying. Been there, done that. A little less than half of the entries pick Danielle M as the final winner. What do you? What kind of shot do you give her? I know you don't like her personally, but what kind of shot do you give her? No, I do like her. I don't get it twisted. Her date was just boring. I mean, <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't like. She's she's my favorite. She's the best. She seems person. like the best choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was bad TV. It was bad television. Yeah, it was just bad TV. I th- I really like uh, Danielle. I think she's I think she's got a really good shot. If Nick isn't a sleaze ball, it's still jury's still out on Nick, but it's leaning the other way. That's the evergreen qualifier. Everything we say can be followed with if Nick's not a sleaze ball. Which <laughs> we don't we don't know yet. You're right. It's leaning one way. A.B., it's always so bizarre to me when a Bachelor Bachelorette contestant reveals some mega traumatic thing from their past, and then the Bachelor Bachelorette on the date is like, oh my god, thank you so much for telling me we're so close now, because you told me that your husband overdosed, or that your fiancé overdosed on drugs? You guys feel like better about life now because you talked about that the only thing that stood out to me about that is that now she's guaranteed a hometown date that's the only thing that really stood out to me she's guaranteed a hometown date hometown dates she'll be i I didn't think you'd go that i didn't think you'd go that far i thought she's guaranteed at least i'd say three roses hometown date is deep baby yeah before that's it i mean you know we both agree she's guaranteed a hometown date super traumatic thing um you know nick to me doesn't seem emotionally capable of handling someone who's been through a trauma before he seems like the kind of guy who'd rather just not deal with that so that's what makes me think i don't you know she won't make it to hometowns i will say (laughs) uh related note big fan of those dresses that like have the built-in pants shout out to those um (laughs) i don't know what they are how to describe them they're not rompers but they you know they have pants um listen if i'm gonna if i'm gonna put a bow on danielle m and I'm going to say this a lot about a lot of nice women on the show this season. She doesn't have the juice. Nick needs some juice. He needs a sprinkle of Corinne or maybe two parts Corinne. You can't <laughs> re- if you're a really nice girl who's got her life together, you're not going to do it for Nick. You need to be you need to have done something terrible to ga- to make gains for yourself in the past. And I don't think Danielle M just puts others first and that's Nick's not into that. Well said. Okay, AB, uh, should we go on to the next? Hold up, Rim. Rim. Yes, sir. We got some breaking live news here. Okay, why don't you deliver it, Mr. Anchorman? As the senior senior Senior. black correspondent uh, (laughs) of the Rosecast, Danielle 
might not be all she shaped up to be, Rim. What's the news, A.B.? We're Danielle. getting live reports. Live report here. Is this a spoiler? Is this a spoiler? Is this, this going to ruin spoiler. the season? Okay. Prior to filming of The Bachelor, Danielle. Oh, I know this. I know this. Go ahead. Danielle was in a music video for a country, country music superstar. Might not seem like that big a deal to you. Doesn't. But is she here for the wrong reasons, Rim? Maybe, maybe start a net, start a career in country music with a ba- deep bachelor run, followed by a bachelorette season. Is she really America's sweetheart, Rim? I'm just saying. I don't know any like I don't know any people that have been in music videos. Normal people. Maybe this is all a front. AB, you raised some valid points. But Danielle does live in Nashville, born and raised. Yes. Obviously, she's going to meet some people along the way, catch some some superstars' eyes at the bar. If you're a pretty blonde who is born and raised in Nashville, your odds are you're going to eventually be in a country star's <laughs> music video. Okay. Number two, the path you described is meandering and long, and I can't imagine that that is what- Her end game. Her end game is to be the bachelor and then become a country music star. Now, stranger things have happened, folks. Stranger things. Jesse Palmer is is a superstar broadcaster, and he deserves his he's great at his job, but he was a nobody before The Bachelor, folks. So I, I, I'm not going to say she's not all she appears to be, because, you know, I don't see a lot of neg- negative in that strategy. It was it was a Cole Swindle song. I have no idea who that was. I listened to the song. It was pretty good, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't think by any means this is a deal breaker for me. I still like the girl. I'm just letting you know I've I've got my eyes on her rim. I'm going to be watching her close. All right. Well, that breaking news from AB. Um also pretty common knowledge. I think everybody kind of knew that. All right. Thank you AB senior <laughs> <laughs> senior black correspondent for breaking bachelor gossip. AB, let's go to the group date. The Museum of Broken Relationships. First order of business. Is this shit real? Who who <laughs> greenlit this museum idea? Who funded this? I demand to know. If this is funded by taxpayer money, I'm going to go burn down the California State House with my own pitchfork. What do you think about? What do you think about the Museum of Broken Relationships? AB? I didn't mind it. Sounded seemed interesting. Pussy. What do you mean Sounded, seemed interesting? It seemed literally interesting. Ran, It was worse than a garage. It was like a shitty garage sale where nothing was for sale. It was just like, oh, look at this old stuff. In, in glass boxes. Interesting stories. In how there. about how about when Nick was showing them the ring and the rose from one of his many failed uh, reality <laughs> television relationships? I don't know which one it was from. Uh, and don't even tell me. I don't care. But what, that moment was so awkward to me. The girls were like gathered around like, oh, you were in love with someone before. Tell us about it. And then he pretended like he was a goddamn college professor teaching them about love <laughs> sometimes i can look at look at the ring and like go back to that moment and have the same type of feelings <laughs> you know like when you love someone it just feels different you know it's like shut the fuck up nick you, <laughs> shut up, nick, you idiot <laughs> you fucking dipshit nobody cares i mean all right that said uh big fan of nick and uh he had some he made some valid points again nick apologist <laughs> <laughs> AB, what did you think about the mock breakups staged by the various contestants on this group date? I I enjoyed them. 
I thought they're pretty good. There were a couple bad ones. Uh, Astrid kind of stuck out to me. I liked her. She was the first one that went. She did a pretty good job. She, uh, Jamie had a horrible one. She's the one who just kind of like nagged him for a while. Let him know <laughs> yeah. like what legit marriage would be like with her. I thought Nick made all of them worse because he just stood up. He didn't play along. You know what I mean? He was like, I don't get it. I didn't do that. Like he couldn't comprehend that it was it was make believe hate nick big nick guy though what did you think of josephine the slap heard around the world (laughs) i was disappointed because i was hoping that was going to be a real slap when they showed that in the previews for the season obviously it wasn't going to be but she did slap the shit out of him for real did anybody you know call that Maybe yeah, you called it. All right, Rim's first bachelor gotta point. <laughs> gotta give Dip you that. On the ball. Yes! You said it was fake, though. Yeah, that was a slap. That's what I meant. It was fake. Like, it was no. a fake situation. She, she slapped the shit out of him. She slapped, Real him harder, slap. she slapped him harder than I thought she was going to slap him. It was no, like, he didn't, because he didn't expect it. Like, you caught yeah. him off guard. She slapped the shit out of him. That might be an instant send home moment for me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I would have handled that as well as he did. I mean, you can play along in the moment, but if a girl's willing to slap you unprovoked and unexpected. That hard? Where does she draw the line? For no reason. (laughs) Imagine when you're in a real fight. I mean, she's going to hit you with a baseball bat. Josephine's got some juice that you were talking about earlier, but maybe too much. (laughs) I'll I'll put it the times that I saw Josephine on screen. I wasn't disappointed. You know, I wasn't annoyed by her. She's she's better no, than I, I like thought her. she was going to be. Yeah, um, I like her. In her promo photo, she was dressed like a 1920s flapper. So I was, yeah. uh, I was <laughs> my, my my expectations for low for, were low for Josephine, but she's turned out to be okay. But AB, elephant in the room, um, Liz. Nick was not was hilariously avoiding her. Wouldn't look in her eyes for anything. They were making small talk like two strangers who happened to be at the same museum. She's like, oh, my God, look at this. And he's like, yeah, that's crazy. And then he would walk away. <laughs> what an absolute train wreck her breakup was. Why did you think that was a good idea? You haven't talked to him yet since you've been here. You haven't talked to him. Totally. I mean, you want to talk about stamping your ticket, your train ticket, one-way ticket home. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. You think Nick is going to be like... I mean, again, you have to ask yourself with every crazy decision made by these people, what what is your end? What what is your end goal here? If you think staging a fake breakup using real facts from your life that you haven't talked a, about yet, oh yes, in front of an audience is going to make him want to keep you around what in the world. What Never seen thinking? someone as comfortable, uncomfortable as Nick was while she was giving this talk. Never seen someone more uncomfortable. He kind of rolled his eyes a little bit. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was bizarre. My my girl Christian. Christian has shot from the bottom of my rankings to the middle. I have written here. She is Christian. Is uh, Kristen is very entertaining. <laughs> She's super entertaining. She has no shot. Obviously, snitches never go far. But when Liz was doing the little fake breakup speech, Christian was looking around like, "Y'all, are y'all watching this? <laughs> this is cr- girl. Oh my god! Wait till I tell you what he told me earlier. This is crazy. Y'all are gonna go nuts over this. Are y'all watching? Rim, can we agree if we were to pick one person in the house? Christian would be the last girl that we'd want to ex- to tell a secret, and that's what Liz. De- that's who Liz decided to tell the secret to. Let's go back to that. They were laying on by the pool, and 
for some reason they thought they weren't on camera. Liz was like, okay, I'm going to tell you something. And Christian was like, girl, I won't tell anybody. Number one, (laughs) number one, whether or not you tell anybody is irrelevant. It's on camera and you're on the bachelor. It's going to come out. Number two, you told everybody you told told everybody you went to Nick instantly and then went on camera and told everybody in the country. I did. I just, I didn't understand why she told, she told Kristen because she wanted people to know. She wanted everybody to know so she could have that leg up on the competition. Um, and then also as a scapegoat to blame for when the information come out. Anyway, that's my take on Kristen and Liz, who are no longer friends because uh, Liz is gone. AB, talk a little bit about the night date and how it all came about that Nick gave Liz the boot. So Nick basically wasn't wasn't listening to what anyone was saying the entire night. Very out of it. He was wondering if Liz had told anybody at this point because, I mean, mm-hmm. she just openly talked about their past relationship in front of everybody. So then he get, meets up with Kristen for their one-on-one time. And you know Kristen. Girl's going to let <laughs> – girl's going to snitch. So then Nick pulls Liz aside and he's having some, some, some thoughts about what is she here for, Rim? Why is Liz actually here? I hooked up with this girl. She didn't want to hang out with me or pursue a relationship at that point. Is she here to just become a celebrity and get famous from The Bachelor? The answer is yes. I'll answer that flat out to you, Nick. Also, is that so bad? Nick, fourth time on the show? Yeah, I mean, that's what you've been doing for five years. God forbid somebody want to get on TV and gain financially from that i mean come on nick big nick guy though not his fault what did you think about their talk were you buying what liz was putting down it made absolutely on no level did it make any logical sense alex okay she said i really wanted to cross paths again what do you mean your paths crossed for a whole (laughs) night and then, I mean, he probably, you guys probably went to brunch or something. What are you talking about? Why Your paths could have crossed at any point. One of her excuses was, I don't like phone conversations for why she didn't oh, get his phone number. That's bull. That can't be real. She said that. Another thing she said, giving a reason for why she didn't accept Nick's number. Well, I didn't really know you. You didn't know him before that night. If you didn't know him after that night, then you sure and didn't talk to him. You sure as shit didn't know him when you came on this reality show. I know a way you could have gotten to know him, acquiring his phone number and spending time with him and building a relationship so that he wouldn't have to go on these damn shows anymore looking for love. Shout out to Nick. All he wants to do is fall in love, AB. (laughs) People forget that. People overlook that he's just here for love. None of it holds water. None. And rightfully so, he gave her the boot. AB... My opinion, they teed this up for him. It was an easy way to make Nick look like a good guy, giving her the boot. Uh, you can't keep her around. You, his hands are tied at that point. You can't return to the group and tell the group, this woman and I have had sex, and she's going to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> but why not just get rid of her the first night, and then you don't even have to deal with it? Why, did, why was she kept along? That brings up an interesting question. Well, number one, we said I producer think that pick. she was a producer big. But yeah. if she wasn't, if she wasn't, this brings up the question, if... Christian didn't reveal, and Liz, for her part, didn't, if no one knew except Nick and Liz that their history was there, do you think he keeps her around? Or do you think they, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I know what you mean. The risk, the, the reason he had to get rid of her is the that risk. the secret was out. The secret was out in the group. 
Yeah, I I agree. I mean, she was acting super weird, so there, I don't even know, like, if there'd be any chemistry between the, those two. She was acting insane most of the the time she was on. Maybe this is like male chauvinist blaming the victim blaming here, but when she got on there and sh- said that all of this was really hard for her, zero sympathy coming out of these coming out of these two mouths right here. I'll go ahead and speak for mm-hmm. you, AB. No, no way. Should Nick be blamed for this situation? I saw an interesting thing online actually about Let's hear Nick. It. I love I love browsing the web. Tell me what you saw. There's a, there's some there's some rumors going around that Nick's not good in bed with him, and that's why all these girls that hook up with him immediately dump him, and like she didn't want have want have to have anything to do with him. The next day, usually, actually, all three situations <laughs> we know about, the next day it was over for Nick. It does kind of add up, and you could say that could be a decent reason for Nick to give her the boot, because she doesn't want her hanging around spilling any juice. <laughs> um, I thought, overall, AB, I thought the breakup with Liz was a major embarrassment for Liz. The fact that she came on the show, convinced herself that she, she had a chance. She looked bad from the moment she was on the show. From the moment she was laughing about having done that with him before and being like, oh, I wonder if he'll remember. Just bad taste. I, I dislike Liz more than I dislike Corinne. Honest to God. Corinne is playing a role. Corinne is adding entertainment value. Liz is just like a wrench in the in the ca- in the wheel here. You know what I mean? A little bit. And she'll go down as a blip on the radar, too. Like, she's not some n- notorious character. Wasn't a fan. AB, you know, every season there's a big to be continued, and you tell me that that's rare. Here we are again, another to be continued, no rose ceremony this episode. I just hope this does not become a norm of this season. Give me a rose ceremony every episode. I'm tired of it. You know, Rim and AB feign anger a lot. I can tell you looking at this guy's eyes, he's, fucking, <laughs> he's pissed. He's pissed. pissed. When I, when I like clicked my, I was watching on DVR and I clicked to see how much time's left, expecting like 30 minutes left. There's fucking five minutes left and he's having this Liz conversation. And I know it's about to be a to be continued. So heated. Terrible. It's, it's an injustice. AB, like Martin Luther King said, shout out to Martin Luther King day coming up. (laughs) An injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And to be continued episodes are becoming the scourge of the Bachelor franchise. And I'd say contributing to the downfall of this country as we know it and the collapse of the economy, the impending collapse of the economy. Um, Uh, I got some, I got some, well, first I want to ask you, how do you think the girls are going to react to Nick revealing this news? He's probably going to like laugh it off, but I imagine some of them will be pissed, you know? Now keep in mind, he's only got half of them right now. He's only got half of their attention at the to be continued moment. So what do you think? The big problem right now is it, he kept her around long enough where it does seem like he was trying to hide it. Like he's not getting away from this. Like he got out in front. He's act. He was talking when he was talking to those girls on this episode. Just at the end, he's acting like he got out in front of it and he doesn't want to lie to him and needs to come yeah. f- up front with them. But no, it's already been. You've that already ship has sailed, buddy. That ship has long since sailed. Yeah. She's already been here. It's that's over. I don't think it's going to go well for a lot of these girls. I think. I think the the legitimate again. We have classified two groups of girls here We in the first couple episodes. The 22, 23, 24-year-olds, kind of a little more wild, a little crazy, 
living life. Then there's the 30 plus of which Nick is in that group who mm-hmm. are more adult established, been through it, etc. I think that group is going to be like, fuck this guy. I don't have time to beat around the bush. Play these games. Guy. I don't listen. Vanessa in particular is not here for the bullshit. Okay. She is not trying to have that. And Vanessa <laughs> was barely on screen this episode, but every time she was on screen, she was like, um, I'm not down with that at all. And if he's, <laughs> he's doing that shit, like I'm out. Vanessa might leave voluntarily and she's my pick to win. You know, what's very interesting is a couple of the favorites, Rachel, who got the first impression rose. Number one, didn't even get a date. Which is, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, that's Nick? weird. That's very weird. And then uh, Nick and Vanessa, or Rachel and Vanessa, both just didn't get any screen time. Vanessa barely got any screen time. And like you said, when she was on, she wasn't feeling what Nick was bringing. No, Vanessa was acting like uh, an older, more mature sister who had to babysit her younger sisters and all of her <laughs> friends. And there was one boy at the birthday party at the PlayStation. She was like, y'all are acting ridiculous. So <laughs> we'll see where that goes with Vanessa. But yeah, like you said, I mean, there's no covering this up with Nick. He's going to have to own it. He didn't get out in front of it. So at this point, he has to own it even harder than he would have otherwise. 100% honesty is the best way to go here, Rim. You know? And that's just that's just good relationship advice, AB. Yep. Uh, you're, you, as the relationship guru. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Listen, honesty is a good policy, folks. Uh, <laughs> I will say, though, that uh, this is The Bachelor, so I think there will be plenty of eager, ready, willing, and able it, women to, to say, that's fine. They might be on. hot for about 15 minutes. They'll all get over. No one's leaving because of this. Nobody. No. Okay, AB, that wraps up our recap. Uh, what I thought was pretty good recap from the formerly number 24 rated TV and film podcast on iTunes. Maybe you've heard of it. Subscribe, rate, and review. Rose we do cast. have, we do, yeah, I didn't even name that. Well, by now you should know. If you're an hour in and you don't know what the episode is, <laughs> you know, I don't want your subscription. I do, though. Um, AB, we do have some breaking, we got more breaking news here. We're breaking wow. a lot of outside of the show news. Yeah. But, uh, folks, if you all watched the last season of The Bachelor with Ben Higgins, maybe you tell us about some breaking news here with uh, two beloved contestants. Everyone's favorite contestants of that season i'd say the twins i don't know their names emily i think is one of them maybe <laughs> uh look to your haley the word haley is Ooh, haley. the url yep. of this link haley so I gotta think and haley emily the twins occupation twins yeah for all their seasons on the bachelor before you go on um editorial comment this season none of the occupations are jokes no, they're all serious this season. They're all like girl power, women, doctors, lawyers, etc. Less than a year ago, folks, major disrespect to about half the women on that season. Yeah. Where the occupation were like <laughs> twins, has, like twins, like has fake boobs, uh, unemployed, <laughs> lazy and unemployed. But now, yeah, we have real occupations now. Okay, what's going on with the twins? The twins who also went on Bachelor in Paradise did not find love. They then hopped on to the Ben and Lauren show, the Ben Higgins and Lauren, his fiance, their show. Um, they were on there as reoccurring guests. Now that same station is piloting a reality TV show with the twins. What's the concept? Do we know? Is it a now, dating see, show? The problem when I, when I first, when you first told me about this, I was anticipating an awesome dating show where guys would go on and they would date both twins and they would make the decision on which one they want to 
actually pursue a relationship with. It was going to be a it's gold. Well, here you t- I'm going to take your idea, your golden idea, and make it platinum. Okay. The only other contestants all ha- also have to be twins. All twins. Ah, <laughs> all twins. Yeah, and, it, yep. and it's called and it's hosted by Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito of the movie <laughs> Twins. <laughs> Right? That's a platinum vagine. That's a platinum vagine of an idea, AB. <laughs> but no, it's just gonna be a. It's just gonna be a regular reality show. I assume the twins just doing hijinks and stuff. So it's basically like that Paris Hilton and Nicole uh, yeah. Richie show. It's exact. The Simple Life. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, like that. The, oh, the Simple Life. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I have no interest in that. If it's a twins on twins on twins dating show, or they throw in a set of triplets and you got to send one of the dudes home out of the triple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. It reminds me of the Tequila Tequila uh, bisexual dating show, kind of. Uh, I don't they, remember that. You get they got all the way to the end, and she had a girl and a guy. And she had to choose which direction she's going to go. So that's oh, what it'd be that. like for this twin show. It would be, you know, they're at the end and they might choose this twin. They might choose the other twin. I don't know. Well, I envision that they they choose a set of twins to remain with. You're making it sound like only one of the two. Only people... one of the twins is going to make it out with a with a relationship room. Okay. We need to hit them up and pitch this because whatever they're doing, <laughs> what they're doing mis- right now is not going to work. It's not going to work. It's misguided. I'm, I'm going to tune in. I'm excited about this. A lot of people didn't like Ben and Lauren. I thought it was I thought it was entertaining for Bachelor fans especially. I don't know how a Bachelor fan could watch that and not be entertained, but this is going to be the same type of deal. Okay, so be on the lookout for that. Um I would like to beat that show in the number of uh, viewers and listeners they be. So if you enjoyed the magical chemistry of the best interracial bachelor, male bachelor, bachelorette fan, expert, duo analyst, color commentators. Please hit subscribe if you haven't already and tell your friends, yes. folks, things don't grow when you keep them inside. You have to expose them to the light and water them. And your friends are water and nutrients for this podcast. <laughs> The Rosecast. We're getting back into the top 26 and then the top 10. I mean, I I bet my life on it, and we're only going to do it with your help. So thanks for listening, folks. Talk to you next week. 